God is good. And all the time. And that is his nature. Uh, I'm so glad to be here this morning to share with you the word of God. And uh, I just want to appreciate Dr. Vincent and uh, the, the pastors and leaders and elders of this church for the wonderful work that they are doing to disciple uh, the people that God has brought in this vineyard. Let's give them a God bless you hand clap offering uh, for the great work in the name of Jesus. It's always um, a, a great pleasure uh, to come to Glad Tidings and uh, to come to the nation of Malaysia. Malaysia, my second home. I enjoy Malaysia. I enjoy the people. I enjoy the food. I enjoy everything in Malaysia. The only thing I don't, I've not gotten the anointing to enjoy is durian. Every time I come closer to eat, I feel like I'm being slayed. <laughs> the durian anointing is so strong. But <laughs> I am so uh, glad this morning, as you've heard, I came with my, my friends, my girlfriends, my intercessor, my roommates, and my wife, Martha Subi whom I love so, so, so much. Amen. Okay, we want to go to uh, the Word of God. And uh, this morning, I want us to, to go to the Scriptures, Psalms chapter 41 and verse 11. The Bible says that by this I know that thou favorest me because my enemy does not triumph over me. First John chapter 5 and verse 4, For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, we thank you for your presence. Bless us today as we hear your word. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And somebody say amen. I'm sharing this morning on a message what happens if revival does not take place? When I talk about revival, we are living in a time when God is uh, God's agenda for every nation is for revival to break out. There is a message I share about the eight major agendas of the end of time. And one of that agenda is the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, which is going to come with the outpouring of spiritual giftings. The Lord has been speaking to us and even speaking to Malaysia about a mighty revival that is about to come across the nation of Malaysia. And we are going to see it with our own eyes. And it will not only be a revival, but there is also going to be transformation that is going to come into society. But then, what is revival? When we talk about revival, we are talking about going back to the first love. 
We need to be baptized in an anointing of love for God. The first commandment is you will love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with everything that is within you. The reason why we pray, the reason why we serve, the reason why we fast, and the reason why we give our substance is because of love. Love is the most important attribute of God. It is in the attribute of God that the fullness of God is experienced in, in the attribute of love, that we can experience the fullness of God. So, uh, when we are talking about revival, we need to go back to that first love that we had for God. Because I know uh, that your uh, theme for this year is reach out. But you're reaching out where? The first person to reach out to is God, is to seek God. Remember, say that when you seek me with all your heart, you shall find me. You know, the psalmist say that this is the generation of God seekers. Re what is revival? Charles Finney, one of the greatest revivalists, defined revival as a renewed conviction of sin followed by an intense desire to live according to the will of God or to follow the will of God no matter what is happening to your life. You know, to do the will of God is not easy. That is the reason why the Lord would always take us on a journey of love because once we have fallen in love with God, then we can always do his will. So, uh, our first step is to have that intimacy with God. And that is the pattern that is in the scriptures because we see that even Jesus Christ, uh, he went out for 40 days of prayer and fasting uh, where he had times of prayer seeking the Lord Deep, 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 deep seasons of intimacy. And after that, what happened? He had been empowered. He went out for missions with miracles, signs, and wonders accompanying his ministry. He was able to bear much fruit. Before he became so busy with the work of God, he got so busy with seeking the Lord. In Acts chapter 2, we see the same pattern. They spent 8 to 10 days in the presence of God, praying and seeking him, and the heavens were opened, the fire of the Holy Spirit came upon them, and what happened after that was missions. We see Peter preaching, 3,000 people coming to the Lord. Miracles, signs, and wonders accompanied their ministry. And uh, uh, so it, it is the same pattern that the Lord is giving you in glad tidings. The, uh, you know, the Lord gave the man of, of God a word, is the year of, you know, reaching out. You reach out to God and then you will be able to reach out to others and bring in the fruit because you're not going alone but you are going with the presence of God. So when we are talking uh, about revival, revival has, there are many indicators of revival but today I want to focus on exactly what happens when Revival does not take place. Point number one, 
the wicked will always triumph over us. The forces of darkness will triumph over a church or a person that is not experiencing revival. Uh, I'm speaking about revival. You can experience it on a personal level, on a family level, on a church level, on a territorial level, or on a national level. And uh, I know that you and me are believing God for a national revival to sweep over the entire nation of Malaysia. I wish I had Malaysians here they would give the Lord a hand clap offering in the mighty name of Jesus. Lift your hand and, and declare, say, Lord, revive Malaysia. I don't hear you say it again. Lord, revive Malaysia. Revive me. Revive my church in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So, the psalmist is saying here, by this I know that thou favorest me because my enemy does not triumph over me. How do we know that you have favor before God? One of the major indicators that show that you have favor before God, God will not allow the devil to triumph over you. God will not allow your enemies to triumph over you. Brothers and sisters, Christianity is a religion of experience. You know, Jesus said that the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. You know, uh, I know that all of us that are here, very few of People, I mean, all of us, none of us was born a Christian because you had to accept Christ as your personal savior by yourself. You know, I come from a background of witchcraft and sorcery and so on. But I have observed that all religions in the world, there is no religion where people give testimonies. The only religion where people give testimonies of what God has done in their lives is Christianity. It is only in Christianity, let's give the Lord praise. It is only in Christianity. You know, I have never heard in Buddhism or in Hinduism and in other religions uh, or in Mormon and all those religions, somebody standing up and saying, I was a prostitute and Buddha changed me. I'm no longer a prostitute. I had cancer and maybe Hinduism changed me. I no longer have cancer. I was, no, I was on drugs. I was addicted to drugs. And, uh, you know, my God in this temple, Gunyam, Fung Soi, transformed me. And now I don't take drugs. Have you ever heard of such a testimony in those places? It is only in the church that we hear testimonies like those ones. Why? Because... Our God is alive. Jesus is alive. He is not dead. He is a living God. If I ask you, everybody here has a testimony of what God has done in their lives. It may be a big testimony. It may be a small testimony. But everybody, how many people you have a testimony? 
Ever since you got born again, you have a testimony. You can testify. That means that you, we serve a living God. So, uh, you know, the Bible says that in the beginning was the word and the word was the God and the, this word became flesh. It's not enough for us to stand and say, my God is powerful. My God is great. My God is mighty. Oh, my God, my God, my God is, oh, is up there. No, it's not enough. We must experience the greatness of that God. You know, because this is not fiction. This is not drama. This is not rakadabra. This is real life. If we are talking about healing, we must experience the healing. If we are talking about victory, we must experience the victory. We are talking about the presence of God. We must experience the presence of God in our lives. But listen, child of God, it is another thing to talk about it, and it is another thing to experience it. We don't want to be hypocrites. That we are talking about a God that we don't experience. We are talking about, uh, you know, an anointing that we cannot experience and we cannot demonstrate. So, if you don't pray, if you don't seek the Lord, if you don't experience a personal revival in your life, child of God, you will be defeated by the forces of darkness. You know, I see many people in the church that are being defeated by sicknesses. They are being defeated by the slightest temptation. Any temptation that comes before them, they fall into the temptation. You know, they begin a business. The business of the righteous shuts and the business of the wicked prospers. The wicked are using feng shui. They're using sorcery. They're using witchcraft. They are consulting demonic mediums, but they have demonic power to make their things work, and yet the children of God in the house of God that serve the living God do not have the power to make things work. That is a contradiction of scripture. But why does that happen? That happens when a person or a church does not pray, wickedness is going to prevail in the land. Uh, there is a story in the book of jo in the book of uh, in the, book of, uh, in the book of Joshua, chapter 7, from verse 1 to, you know, to, to 4, I'll, I'll read a few scriptures there. The Bible says, But the children of Israel committed a trespass in the accursed thing for Achan, the son of Kami, the son of Zabdi, the son of Zerah, of the tribe of Judah, took of the accursed thing, and the anger of the Lord was kindled against the children of Israel. I read uh, verse 12. The Bible says, Therefore, the children of Israel could not stand before their enemies, but turned their backs before their enemies, because they were accursed. Neither will I be with you anymore, except you destroy the accursed thing from among you. You know, for the first time, we see Israel being defeated. They conquered the city of Jericho, which was a more formidable, powerful city, but because God was with them, because God was with them, they obeyed the instructions of the Lord. They came against Jericho, which was, you know, Jericho was, was impossible to penetrate. 
Remember that the, the nation of Israel was made up of slaves. They had been in slavery for 430 years. They were never trained in military science. They never knew how to fight battles. But there was one man that made a difference in the armies of Israel, and that was the presence of God. As long as they had a proper relationship with the Lord, they overcame nations that were more powerful than them. And that is your portion, child of God. God has not called you to fight the battles that you're going through in your own might or in your own power. God wants you to rely on his presence. In your own power, you are weak. But with the presence of God, you are more powerful than all the powers of darkness on planet earth. Are we together? With the presence of God, you will overcome armies. You will overcome demonic forces. Because one man with God is a majority. Tell your neighbor, one man with God becomes a majority. <laughs> Are we together? But you see, when they went to the city of Ai, what happened to them? They were defeated. Ai was a smaller city. They only sent 3,000 men because they felt that Ai, you know, was a city of weak people. But because the presence of God never went with them, they were totally defeated. Child of God, if a church doesn't experience revival, if people do not experience revival, even in your own personal battles, you are going to be defeated. A few challenges in your marriage, your marriage breaks down. You know, your children are having challenges, drug abuse, they are rebellious, there are sicknesses that are afflicting them. You cannot overcome. Even the laziest demon, you know, there are those demons which I call the limping demons. Hallelujah. They are so limping and they are so weak. They will come and slap you, pa, 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 and make you to cry. I'm dying, I'm dying, I'm dying. Why? Because you're not experiencing revival. You see people in the church, they are praying for things and nothing is happening. Child of God, there is a God in heaven that answers prayer. Are we together? You know, you, you find people in the church, they want to have babies. They, can, they cannot, you know. Uh, last year, I called for a prayer meeting because I love to lead people in prayer. I really love to lead people in prayer. I love to engage, to engage the forces of darkness we called for prayer meeting because there were quite a number of people that wanted to have babies, uh, not only in our church, in Nairobi, but they could not have babies. They could not have children. You know? And so, I called for prayer meeting and we spent eight hours of prayer just crying out to God to give women and men who are there children. And uh, I remember one gentleman, that was last year, he's called Brother George Ngere, he's one of the ministers in our church. They had been married for nine years. They could not have children. But listen to me, 
after that prayer meeting, the wife conceived. And now she's seven months, is it six or seven? Six months pregnant. The demon of barrenness was overcome. Are we together? God does not, another lady who has been, who had been married for over 10 years, believing God for baby and you know, they have done everything that they could do and nothing was happening. They were so frustrated and uh, the relatives of the, you know, having children in, in, in Kenya is a big thing. The, the parents were even telling the, the man, come on, get another woman, get another woman who can bring your children. You know, many times in Kenya, when, uh, when women are not giving birth, they always blame the women. But it is not only the women. All, men also have a problem. And the Malaysian men kept quiet. <laughs> but let me tell you, this lady, barren for over 10 years, today she is pregnant after that prayer meeting. Child of God, it, I mean, the Bible says, call unto me and I will answer thee that you may glorify me. God does not rejoice to see your enemies defeating you. Whether at your place of work or powers of darkness that want to kill you before your time. Sicknesses that want to kill you. There are many people that we have lost in the church before they, you know, they, they died before their time. Not even the forces of darkness out there are going to prevail over the church in Malaysia. Jesus said, I build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. So, revival gives the church the supernatural power to prevail over the forces of darkness. Listen, child of God, in Kenya we've had a lot of corruption. Corruption has been corruption. And uh, the, the, the thing is that when corruption became so much that it became, you know, people were just stealing money and nothing was happening. And government was not doing anything. We have been praying and praying. And that's what happens when a nation is not experiencing revival, you know. But in the last one year, about maybe from about May, because we were praying, Lord, Give our president boldness to challenge corruption. Right now, many people in Kenya have been locked behind the bars because of corruption. Even before I left, the minister of finance was called and grilled for about eight hours because of corruption. And so we are beginning to see a shift taking place in the nation in terms of corruption because we are beginning to experience the reigns of revival. Even in Malaysia, as you experience revival, corruption is going to be evicted out of this nation in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Our hope is not in politicians, but our hope is in our God. When we call upon our God, he's going to shake this nation and is going to stop corruption in the name of Jesus. Okay, point number two. What happens when uh, a church or a people does not experience revival? The church becomes worldly. It becomes worldly. 
attracted to the things of the world. 1 Corinthians 3, 1 to 3. And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babies. You know, Paul was speaking to the church in Corinth. This was a church that experienced many miracles. They were prophets. That church experienced the gifts of the Spirit. It was a church that experienced the supernatural. That's why Paul teaches them so much about the gifts of the Spirit. But they were carnal. It was a carnal church. It was a worldly church. Child of God, if you don't spend time with God in prayer so that your spirit can be revived, you are going to realize that you will not desire to read the word of God. You will desire the things of the world. You desire to watch television. Some of you, you watch television until television begins to watch you. The whole night, you're on television. Your eyes are passing tears. And then you sleep. And now TV begins to watch you. You are on Facebook. First down. What's down and what's up? You don't have excitement for the things of the spirit. You know? So when a church becomes worldly and desires the things of the world, behaves like the world, talks like the world, it opens a, devil, a, a door for the powers of darkness to come and... Uh, 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 and influence that kind of person. You know? Child of God, lift your hand and declare, say, Father, revive me. Restore my first love for you. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Pray is supposed to be something that we enjoy. Do you enjoy to pray? Or every time you wake up to pray, it's like you're going to be beaten. Then you begin to pray on your pillow and you're just sleeping. Do you enjoy to come for fellowship? Do you enjoy to go for the home sales? When people are not experiencing revival, they become worldly. Thirdly, sin will have power over you. You know? There are many people in the church that are living in a life of compromise. There are many people that cannot even stand against the spirit of lust and the spirit of immorality. Many people, they are married. They are married, but they are living in compromise. They are sleeping out with men and sleeping out with women. And yet they are children of God, they are born again. Why is it that they cannot be able to stand against sin just immorality. It's because you cannot be able to live a holy life without prayer. It is impossible, child of God. Because you cannot depend on your own might. When you pray, you draw the presence of God. And the presence of God gives you the ability because prayer leads to intimacy and intimacy leads to holiness. You know? Holiness leads to authority, and authority leads to conquering. Because you live a holy life, you will be able to overcome and to conquer all the powers of darkness that are trying to come against you. Jesus said, 
the devil comes to me, but he has got nothing in me. There are people in the church, they are only Christians when they come here. But when you go to their place of work, their testimony does not reflect that they are children of God. Some of them, even at home, your children cannot testify that mama or daddy is born again. There are many people in the church that are watching pornographic literature. And where are those people? They are here. I don't want to speak like they are outside there. They're in the church. Even in our church in Nairobi. And so you find that people are being defeated by the forces of darkness because the devil has a legal ground in their lives. Child of God, God is going to revive this nation on his own terms, not on your terms. God gives you victory on his own terms. So, revival empowers us to live a holy life. Are we together? And then, point number four, what happens if a church does not experience revival? The church will die. The church will die. On a personal level, if you are not spending time with the word of God, you are not spending time in prayer, because remember that we are in a covenant relationship, and this covenant relationship must be activated every day. You are like a husband who is married to a wife. Yes, there is a covenant that exists, but if you don't talk to your wife every day, you don't tell her, oh, my sweetheart, I love you, you know. You women, you have to tell them every time you love them. They like to hear, even if you buy them a Mercedes. But you must say, I love them. If you don't talk to your wife, you are too busy. You know? You know, in, in some families, people talk like they are fighting. Where is the food? Where is the shirt? Where is this? Where is this? That covenant exists, but it is not a strong covenant. A marriage that has a strong covenant is a marriage where people talk. Is <laughs> a marriage where, you know, you find in some marriages, a man has a phone and he even has a password. The wife doesn't know the password. Because he's hiding something, maybe. I'm not talking about the men in glad tidings. These ones are too holy. I'm talking about the men in Kenya. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Prayer converts the covenant promises into reality. You know? So, uh, if you don't spend time with God, your spirit, spiritual life is going to die. But on the other hand is this. Because what does revival do? Revival brings in new people into the church. Now, look at it from this perspective. We are many people that are seated here today. But just imagine a situation where we are not going out to witness and bring people into the church. Amen? Then the people who are here, none of them is leaving the church. But we just continue being disciples of glad tidings for every year. But nobody is coming in. What is going to happen? 
Some of you will enter 95 years, 100 years, and you'll begin to go to heaven. To heaven. But no new people are coming in. So what will happen to such a church? It will finally die. Because people are going to heaven, but no people are coming in from the world. That is what has happened to the church in Europe. I went to preach in England, and in this church where I preached, the youngest, the youth, the youth in the church was 65 years. <laughs> He's the one, he told me, Pastor, I can organize the, the, the tables and everything. I'm the youngest here. The rest of the people, 80 years, 85, 88. Why? Because there were no youths that were coming in. So if a church does not experience revival, what does it mean? It means that no new people are going to be coming in, and so the church will finally die. That is happening in Europe. Many churches are closing. So we need to reach out there and bring in new people so that the church can continue to grow from glory to glory. And we pray and call in the young people to come in the mighty name of Jesus. We call in for fresh people to come. Are we together? So, child of God, we desperately need revival. Lift your hands and say, revive me, Holy Spirit. I am tired. I am tired of being overcome by the forces of darkness. Open your mouth and pray right now. Pray for the spirit of revival upon your life. I cannot fix it in you. Open your mouth, everybody. Worship team, you can come over. Makosha karaba katoza. Rima soko sende bekato zandia katia. Can we open our mouths? Oh, we are whispering. Come on, let's not whisper to God. The Bible says, open your mouth wide. And you shall receive it. Hey. And you shall be filled. With good things. Everybody stand up on your feet. We want to pray for an anointing of revival. How many of you have been going through times of defeat and you've been defeated? You went through something and you were defeated. Raise your hand. It is depression, discouragement defeated you. Sickness has defeated you. You began a business. You were defeated. That is not the will of God. We need the power of revival. 